Warning. This episode contains the death of children. If you are easily unsettled by this, you may want to refrain from listening, and listener discretion is advised. On the night of April 9th, 2001, a resident of Scottsdale, Arizona reported hearing an argument coming from the family home of Robert William Fisher. Ten hours later, at 8.42 a.m., the Fisher's home exploded. First responders arrived, and it was soon discovered that Fisher's wife and two kids had been murdered, but Fisher himself was missing. It is believed that he murdered his family and blew up his house before disappearing. Twenty years on, Fisher has never been found and remains on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list. This is The Strange Desk, Episode 2, The Disappearance of Robert William Fisher. Welcome to The Strange Desk. I'm your host, Ben Ragomez. The Strange Desk is a bi-weekly podcast focusing on the supernatural, true, scary, and disturbing stories, and true crime. In this episode, we will discuss the crimes and disappearance of Robert William Fisher, a man wanted for murdering his family and blowing up his house before disappearing. Twenty years on, he remains missing. This is The Disappearance of Robert William Fisher. Robert William Fisher was born on April 13, 1961 in Brooklyn to parents William and Jan. He grew up with two sisters and attended high school in Tucson, Arizona. When he was 15, his parents divorced, which, parent, which friends reported was very unsettling and difficult for Fisher and haunted him well into his adulthood. As an adult, Fisher enlisted in the U.S. Navy and found hobbies in hunting and fishing. He lived in California for some time, working as a firefighter, before being forced to retire due to an injury. After this injury, he moved to Arizona and began a medical career, working as a surgical technician and respiratory therapist. In 1987, he married Mary Cooper. The couple had two kids, Bobby and Brittany. Fisher was described as being cruel and controlling to his family. He and Mary constantly fought about sex and money. He was embarrassed that his son Bobby never found interest in hunting or fishing, and once tried to teach the kids how to swim by throwing them off a boat into the water. He never allowed the house walls to be painted anything other than white, and allowed only a few select hangings on the walls. A friend described his family life as being very close to that of his childhood. Fisher displayed disturbing behaviors even before the murders occurred in 2001. One time during a hunting trip, Fisher killed an elk and then smeared its blood all over his face. Another time, he shot a stray dog. His marriage was extremely unhappy. He was unfaithful and once got a UTI from a one-night stand with a prostitute. A former neighbor said this, quote, They screamed constantly. Everybody heard it. You could hear it in the house next door. And you never really heard him scream, which is kind of weird. I mean, he had a way about him, but you never heard him scream. You worried, always heard his wife scream. Things like, you're worthless, I could have done better than you, we should get a divorce. Unquote. And in the weeks before her death, Mary Fisher told friends that she was planning to serve him with divorce papers.
On the night of April 9th, 2001, a neighbor reported hearing a loud argument coming from the Fisher's home. This was around 10.30 p.m. 13 minutes later, Fisher was seen on CCTV withdrawing $280 from an ATM. Mary's car was visible in the background. These are the last known images of Robert Fisher. It is believed that between 9.30 and 10.15 p.m., Fisher murdered his family. Mary was nearly decapitated and Bobby and Brittany's throats were slashed ear to ear. Fisher then pulled the gas line from the back of the furnace and lit a candle. This delayed fuse of the candle allowed Fisher to have an almost 10 hour head start in his evasion of the police. 10 hours later, at 8.42 a.m. on April 10th, the house exploded. Firefighters responded immediately to the explosion, which was, which was reported to shake and even cause damage to houses in a half-mile radius, radius all around the house. The blaze was nearly 20 feet tall, and firefighters had to prevent it from spreading to other houses. They were forced to keep their distance from the flames since they were causing smaller explosions, either caused by either ammunition or paint cans in the house. It's believed that Fisher blew up the house either as an attempt to erase the evidence or to cause investigators to believe that he had died as well. Investigation began immediately. Investigators quickly discovered three charred bodies inside the burnt house, which were identified as Mary, who was 38 years old at her time of death, Brittany, who was 12, and Bobby, who was just 10. When they discovered that Fisher was not in the house, and in fact had completely disappeared, a statewide arrest bulletin was issued on April 14th. Investigation continued, and on April 20th, the last physical evidence pertaining to his whereabouts came to the attention of investigators. Mary's Toyota 4Runner was found in Tonto National Forest, about 100 mi miles outside of Scottsdale. The family dog, Blue, was found sitting outside the car, and a pile of human feces was found near the passenger side. Inside the car was a hat identical to the one seen on Fisher's head in the ATM video. The area around where the car was found had lots of cave systems, and some professional spelunkers theorized that Fisher had utilized them as a hiding place before either escaping, committing suicide, or dying of low oxygen. People have searched these caves since the murders, but no sign of Fisher has ever emerged. The truck was found near the Fort Apache Indian Reservation, which the police never actually ended up searching. One couple reported seeing a man who resembled Fisher walking along a road, a nearby road a few days before the truck was found. However, they didn't report this tip until the truck was actually found. On July 19th, a state arrest warrant was issued, charging Fisher with three first-degree murder counts and one count of arson. He was then declared a fugitive and a federal arrest warrant was issued. On June 29th, 2002, the FBI placed him on the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list, where he remains to this day with a $100,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. As with all missing persons, there are several reported sightings of Fisher. 
In the years after the events, people living in his old neighborhood reported seeing a man with a resemblance to Fisher driving through the neighborhood. In February 2004, a man with a striking resemblance to Fisher was arrested in Canada by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. This man had a missing tooth in the same spot where Fisher had a gold crown and a scar on his back, the same as Fisher. He was held for a week before a family member confirmed that he was not Fisher. On October of 2014, police raided a house in Commerce City, Colorado after getting a tip that Fisher was hiding out there. Despite making two arrests, there was no sign of Fisher. The case has gained significant attention, and there are many theories surrounding what became of him. Some theorize that due to over 20 years passing, and that he only had $280 with him, that he committed suicide or died, but many disagree. Some believe he assumed a new identity and began a new life. Others think that he utilized his survival skills and lived, and may still be living in the Arizonan wilderness. Detective John Heinzelman said, quote, he could be living in a small town where he gets paid cash and works as a handyman, or he could be in a big city and blend in." Unquote. Some people think that Fisher crossed the southern border as a hostile encounter in Guatemala in 2009 involved a man that resembled him. Today, Robert William Fisher would be 60 years old. Age-progressed images of him are available for viewing, and he is described as being a six-foot-tall white male with a close-shaved head. However, his hair may be different now. He either has a gold crown or missing tooth and a surgical scar on his lower back. He may walk in with an odd, erect gait due to, with chest out due to a lower back injury he suffered as a firefighter. He is known to chew tobacco and favors the Copenhagen brand. He is also known as an avid outdoorsman, fisherman, and hunter. As for me, I truly hope that the truth of what became of this man is found, so Mary, Bobby, and Brittany can have justice. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Strange Desk. If you like the show and want to hear more, please consider following the show on Spotify or your favorite podcasting platform. If you are interested in episode updates or episode suggestions, you can follow the show on various social media platforms, Instagram at StrangeDeskPod or Twitter at StrangeDeskPod. This has been The Strange Desk, Episode 2, The Disappearance of Robert William Fisher. Thanks again for listening. Take care.